0: Okay, I really don't know how to introduce this episode because I don't know what's gonna happen, but I can tell you I have one of the best guests I've ever had on my podcast here now. Let's go. This is Entrepreneurs Only. If you own a business, you're in the right place. This is where we study and solve all that bullshit that comes with being your own boss so that you can finally grow your business. Let's get to work. Okay, hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Only. You know what we do here, you know what this is all about. I'm not going to waste your time because, honestly, I don't want to waste the time of one of the best guests I've ever had on my podcast here. Um, And I say that because, I mean it, but also because she is my wife, my partner, my everything, and it is so fun to finally have her here. So, Laura, welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you Hello, having me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Laura and I did a podcast uh, a long time ago, almost like a lifetime ago, called The Shred Life Podcast. I think it's still out there. Um, And we have not podcasted since that because you took a break to go and have our fourth child and live life and raise children. (laughs) And I decided to change directions and go into business coaching at that point. Yes. And that was eons ago.
1: It really was. I think of... It really wasn't that long ago. I think that was two years ago.
0: Maybe. It just seems like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it it is many, many hours ago. Um, But it was important to get together for this podcast because I have so many of my clients and so many of you guys listening asking questions about, you know, what does it really take to be an entrepreneur? How does, what does it take to support an entrepreneur? And then the burning questions of like, Dave, how did you go away for a month and leave your wife with? Four kids, three dogs, a house, an entire schedule of events going on, including the first day of school, the first day back in person in school for all the kids. Um, There was a lot and you took off for a month and how dare you? And you shouldn't have done that. And the head shaking and finger wagging that I got about it kind of silently and publicly was hilarious. Um, I
1: know you've never been around for the day we move houses.
0: Oh, okay. So we're, we're going to start off. We're, we're just, we're just going to go right to town on this one. Okay. No, I have never, I have never been home. We have moved uh, 10 times in the last 14 years, and I think I've been home for two of them. Give me some credit. I've been in the country okay. for two of them.
1: Sure, I will give you the credit. The credit. Yes. There we go. I and get credit two for two times. I get
0: credit for being around for two of those. Um, but that's it. Um, every time, it just so happened I was working. Usually in corporate at that point, and there was an opportunity to travel somewhere for a conference or a meeting. An
1: opportunity is the key word there,
0: and I took the opportunity After to we do it.
1: Scheduled the moving date.
0: Right. Yes. I'm not a good. I'm not a good mover. No. I'm, I'm not no. good.
1: I'm organized. Yeah. That's not your. That's not your thing. That's
0: not my thing. Being organized is not my thing, which lesson number one in entrepreneurship, (laughs) you can make millions of dollars and not be organized, apparently. I agree with you, though. Um, So we're going to talk about my month away. We're going to talk about what it takes to support an entrepreneur. We're going to talk about all of that um, on this episode. So um, let's start with introducing you to everybody. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what they need to know about you to get started?
1: I really have no idea where to start. I, um, I am Laura.
0: (laughs) Good start. Great (laughs) start.
1: Thank you. Uh, I went to school for, um, spa management. I always dreamed of owning my own spa. I'm a parent of a parent. I'm a a daughter (laughs) to two entrepreneurs. So I've always had that Um, spirit in me of wanting to have my own thing and wanting to be good and big at it. Um, Realized very quickly that that was not for me, but I learned a lot for sure um, in college. And we got married, I think within months of having graduated and surprise, there was our daughter (laughs) <laughs> and, um, I've basically feel like I've been having children since and, uh, just being sidekick to the little things that we've, well, not little things, the big things that we've done along the way as well, like, um, owning a gym, right? owning a, uh, weight loss program on the side of that coaching, um, yeah, I tried to get back into coaching full-time right after I had our son and I realized that doesn't, if you don't have childcare, that doesn't work all too well. So yeah, then there was a pandemic.
0: And <laughs> then there was a pandemic. Then
1: there was that pandemic.
0: <laughs> but you are, you're certified with the Life Coach School as well. I was
1: going to say, if you can't tell, I'm really not. I don't, yeah, she I doesn't don't like to talk tell about my, herself. I don't tell, I don't really have a story to tell. No,
0: she is – um, I'll, I'll give you a little introduction from my perspective, I guess. She is an incredibly creative human being um, who is just full of light and energy, and she focuses all that energy either on creative things um, or creating things for other people is how I see her constantly. So creating things for our children, creating a house for us to live in, creating, helping me create a business, helping me grow a business, helping me create and craft the person I need to be and show up as in my business – Um, to the point where she created the opportunity for me to even coach, because it was when we opened the gym and we were running the gym and I noticed all my personal training clients were wanting more than just training from me. Um, she was the one who actually stepped up and said, you got to listen to this podcast. You got to hear Brooke Castillo. You got to hear this coaching thing. And I refused and refused for so long because I was so quote unquote busy. I didn't have time for podcasts. Um, And she put it on one day in the kitchen when I was forced to listen to it uh, because we were cooking dinner or something and I couldn't leave. (laughs) And so um, I listened to it. And I think within the first five minutes, I asked you about this and you told me she had a school. And then I think that afternoon I was on the phone with Jody Moore, um, convincing her to let me go to the certification for coaches in person in California that happened two weeks from the day I was on the phone. And it was full. It was sold out for a long time. Um, And I convinced jody Moore to let me go and 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 they welcomed me with open arms and i went and got certified and i got certified and then i was like oh this is so cool i appreciate laura sending me so much and one year fast forward one year later i go to the first mastermind event and i'm back in california and i'm on the phone with laura and i said this is so cool you know there was 20 people in the room it was like me carol lowenthal jody Moore, like stacy baby like katrina ubel it was all these people like these ogs kind of in this and tons more people um and I'm on the phone with Laura during one of the breaks and she just kind of breaks down and is like, I just wanted to get certified so bad. I wish I had done it. And I mean, is that accurate?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I think I had found out about Brooke, um, maybe like six months to a year prior, uh, to telling you about it. I was just looking for help it was actually what came up when i think i googled um how to feel better how to feel better without a therapist or something like that <laughs> cuz i didn't right? <laughs> i didn't think i had time to go to a therapist or i was worried it would be too expensive or i don't know but somehow the stars aligned and the life coach school is what is what came up on the google search and I just started listening to the podcast after reading their whole website, and um, everything just resonated with me. I felt like, you know, for someone who felt like she was so blessed and had it all, I also still felt so empty inside. And I felt so guilty that it sounded like I didn't appreciate what I had, even though I fully appreciate everything that I have. I think if you have an inkling of knowing what I'm talking about, it's just, there's, there's still part of you that's yearning for more and that can charge you and make you do really big and incredible things, or you can sit and kind of be stuck in it. And I was sitting and I was stuck in it. So it was such a, a great way for me to learn how to sort my thoughts and get organized and appreciate what wasn't serving me, the thoughts that were going on in my head and the action or most often lack of action I was taking because of it all. Um, yeah, and I knew that with you wanting to be with clients and help them and care for them, this would be a great way to understand their points of view and what they're going through and you know, how to best speak to people the way that this was finally something that was speaking to me.
0: Right. So hopefully in that story, you actually got an introduction to Laura because she was very clear. Exactly what I said. She's super creative. She knows exactly what she wants, but she will do it for other people 10 times before she'll do it for herself. Um, And that's where, The massive support that I receive comes from 100%. Um, But I want to talk about on this episode what it really takes, one, to be an entrepreneur, and two, to support an entrepreneur. Because out of anyone that I've ever met, um, Laura is the most supportive to an entrepreneur because I think there's a mix of two things that happens, honestly. I think it's a mix of her own desire and understanding of what an entrepreneur is being raised by two entrepreneurs who built a massive business over, over a 30-year, 30 35-year career and then sold it successfully and retired from it. Like, you, you were really in the thick of entrepreneurship from the time when they had yeah, like… Yeah, I
1: remember when my parents started a biotech business in our in basement, the basement. <laughs> and I think I was like three maybe four going downstairs and like seeing them hunched over on stools doing, you know, samples of (laughs) mad scientists. But working full time, Um, coming home and doing that. that, Just the hustle of it. And I admired that and I respected the time that that would took. And I respected the, the bigger goal that, you know, you want, you want to be able to offer more to your family by doing this, be it the business itself or the opportunities you can create for your family because you can provide like putting, you know, your kids in college or university or providing them incredible vacations of places they'd probably never go in life if it weren't for that opportunity. Um, That always meant a lot to me.
0: But I think it's this mix of you being raised in the environment, and then you having a burning desire to be an entrepreneur yourself. This is—you didn't go to school to become an institution. You went to school for spa management, like you knew that you wanted to own I the wanted spa, to own a spa, not do nails yeah. or do facials or yes. anything like that. Exactly. And so you have this burning need to be an entrepreneur, but then you also have this really supportive side where you do nothing but support other people's pursuits and what they want. And I don't know if it's from being raised by two parents who were both entrepreneurs and they kind of played both roles like they each independently owned what they did but they also really supported each other and I had Mm -hmm. the benefit of working with them for a period of time so I got to see this as well um but it's this really neat mix um because it's she goes back and forth between her own pursuits as an entrepreneur and then doing nothing but supporting other people I mean Let's be clear. My business is owned 50-50 by you and me. It is, you know, this business, this coaching business is a joint venture because I may be here doing podcasts and coaching clients and doing that, but there is no way I would be the person I I am on the calls with my clients in person on this podcast if I didn't have you supporting me every way through. And I don't mean, you know, taking care of the kids. That's a great support. I honestly mean being my coach and being my number one, like, strategist and tactical person and figuring it out and going through it. I mean, we were going through photo shoot stuff this morning and just asking you like, help me align this, help me figure this out. You're very supportive that way. What does it take for you to provide that kind of support?
1: Well, I, I think honestly, it, it just comes from the fact that, I love supporting good humans. Like I I want the best for everyone. So if I can find a way to help you step up, if if I can find a way to make something easier for you, I don't know. I just I just naturally want to do that for you.
0: And how about like that's great for me as building a business, but there are many people out there who don't get that level of support why do you think that is i mean people who are listening to this are like look my spouse doesn't get it my spouse is always on me about it um doesn't understand why i'm so dedicated to this and and there are times where you're the same like you have moments like that let's be honest where you're like can you put your phone away can we get off slack for one evening just to connect and talk and that kind of thing and I I sometimes don't realize it because you're so forgiving and open to that kind of stuff that I just don't get it sometimes mm-hmm. until you say it and then automatically you know I can get defensive but really I know you're right. So why do you think like how does someone get that level of support from someone else? How does that work?
1: Mm, that's a really good question. Um I think I think I fully understand the the benefits of working hard and often. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand what this means for our marriage. It means we have more time together. I understand what it means for our children because I want them to see that hard work as well. I don't, I feel like there's a generation that this is kind of getting lost on and, but it's funny because the world is turning in a way where we are just creating more and more and more entrepreneurs. And I think it's so important to see that so much hard work has to go into that. And it's a lot for one person to do. It is. And so if this is something that, I can help you with in any way because truthfully I want it just as bad as you do because I want to see you succeed. I understand that this business is for the greater good. I understand how many people are being helped and impacted. um, You know, even, even with free content, like a podcast, like it's important that everybody has an opportunity to get to do whatever they want. And so I, of course, as your spouse and best friend, like yeah. we met when we were, well, when I was 15 yeah. and we have been side by side since. Since, yeah. And so I just, I always want the best for you. I can't say that that's something everybody gets to experience. You know, I understand that, um, some people can be threatened by entrepreneurs, you know, right. the doing, taking the entrepreneurial route is kind of like saying, I want to be the wild card in, yes. in the relationship. Right. Yeah. And that can be a lot for someone else, like for, for the other person to agree to, or to take on, or to say, you know, this works for our family. But I believe that, as chaotic as our life is, we keep things pretty organized in the way of understanding that I know what out of our, all of our family's commitments, I know what I need you to be at. And when I tell you, you need to be at something or there for something, you know that that's a, that's a must, you know? And then there's that gray area of like, it'd be cool if you could, help with this but I understand if you've got calls or if you have something else going on that's fine but um, I think being open and honest with each other and it really takes a lot of give you have to be willing to forgive on both ends you have to be willing to respect not not love the other person's choices but respect one another's choices on um you know what you tolerate yeah. and what you're not okay well with. I think
0: I think that's one of the most important things is that you know I said this to a lot of people who were questioning me when I went away for a month and and left you at home you know with three four kids three kids four <laughs> kids you forget sometimes four kids three dogs um and all I was to run and I said to people look To support someone, I don't think that you have to understand what they want or need. But you do have to back them up on it Mm -hmm. when it's important. And so there are times when you'll come to me and I know that something is very important to you. I don't have to understand why. I don't have to. You don't have to explain to me. So I sit there and go, oh, okay, I get it. Now I'm on board. It's more just, oh, I can see the triggers in her eyes. I can see the way she's speaking about it. I can see the history of this. Yes. When you do all that math, I will support it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get it, but I will support it. And I think that's exactly, you know, going to this month away, just for those who don't know or who weren't um, listening at that point, I um I I went away for a month between August 15th and September 15th. And it was all leading up to a big in-person uh, client event that I had. Um, And I just said, look, throughout the pandemic, I, I used to travel every month. I hadn't traveled for Um, forever during the pandemic Um,
1: it's been a year it's been a year and a half year
0: and a half right and I was really nervous about travel really nervous about like um, the testing requirements and making sure like and this was something that I really wanted to do this event and this meetup and this uh, opportunity I had with my clients I really wanted it to happen and so
1: it's kind of what has been getting you through the lockdowns absolutely because we should I don't know where I'm sure a lot of your listeners are in the u s or yeah, or, or outside, but we're in Ontario, Canada, and we are anything but back to normal. we um it's things still get shut down frequently um and so there was this with with being able to make it a year and a half of seeing that light at the end of the tunnel of knowing you're going to get to get out of here, go back to you know, a little feeling of normal that you've been longing for because we've kind of been robbed of it for a year and a half. Um, Even leading up to that moment, there was still so much fear. It would get taken away because we've had, you know, things get better here and then it's all taken away. Like within a week. Yeah. It's just, and it's heartbreaking because when it happens over and over again, you lose
0: hope. And like back in the spring, they, they had said, (laughs) They came on, the government came on. They're like, ladies, make your hair appointments. Everybody, everything's opening up. Literally said, ladies, make your hair appointments. Like that was our politician. Ladies, make your hair appointments. Get get your nails ready. You're going to get back to doing all of this. So they open everything. Everyone made their appointments. Places were booked for like two, three months out because people had been like four or five months without getting appointments, right? And then literally 24 hours later, they're like, "Um, okay, Easter's coming. We're nervous about this. We're shutting everything down again. Sorry, cancel all appointments all yeah. gyms and this and this was a further this was even more of a lockdown this was last lockdown i don't think it was hard enough so we're going to shut down everything yeah. except for costco walmart and grocery stores yeah. and, and that was it and so um we've seen things be given and taken away so my biggest fear being on the side of the border northern of the border is that I'm not gonna be able to get into the US. I'm not gonna be able to go to my favorite cities. I'm not gonna be able to um hang out with friends, visit clients, um, any of this stuff that I that I wanted to do. And so
1: because even today our land borders are still not open.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're days away from that by the time this comes out, hopefully they're hopefully. open. But um and so I was living in this state of honestly anxiety and worry for months.
1: But like crippling yeah. anxiety. Because even we were starting to um, we were not balanced anymore as parents, as a couple, as business partners,
0: as friends, as anything. And I remember we were driving in the car and you said to me, um, you know, the conversation came up of like divorce, like just Mm -hmm. casually between us. And we're like,
1: not of like, we should get divorced. No,
0: not that we should get divorced. It was more like, is this how you, like, is this Is this is how this a start?
1: people fall apart? Like, yeah. is this how couples undo?
0: Because we're having an honest conversation about just not feeling as connected as we normally do. And that it's been going for some time now. And she just looked at me and she's trying to explain how she feels about it. And she just said, I feel like I've lost my best friend. And that, like, that cut me so deep in that moment because I'm like, look, through everything we've done, I've been most proud to say, that I married my best friend. From, from high school on, I married my best friend and she's always been my best friend. And for her in that moment to feel like she's lost her best friend, I knew something was wrong and something had to be done to fix it. And honestly, we both just kind of came to the conclusion of, if you can go now, if, you, if, if this is financially feasible, if this works with your schedule, if you can make this happen, go now. And do me a favor, make it worth it. Go to the cities that you love the most. Go to the places that energize the hell out of you. Go to the places that fill your tank back up and come home to me better. And that's exactly how we plan this thing.
1: That's exactly how we plan this thing. Yeah. And so it wasn't like, yes, of course. So I guess technically I gave my support for you to go, but it was the healthiest thing for us because yeah. We were living in our worst case scenario.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it it couldn't get worse by going away. And I think that moment that we decided that, like we were on our way to go out for the day and we decided that like on the way going out for the day and the rest of the day felt a little, a little lighter. I wouldn't say everything was better. I just felt everything felt a little lighter. Like, like we could not be on edge so much. And then I just started to plan it. And I think it was a week later I left. And we just said, look, what cities do you love? And I said, look, Los Angeles, California is a place I love. It's not a place that you have been to often or that, you know, particularly you love. So I was like, that's where I want to start. I want to go out there. I have some friends. I have some great opportunities out there. Let me go out there and just bask in the California sun. And then as soon as I got there, I said, you know what? Las Vegas is the place where I got coached by Tony Robbins. It was my first Tony Robbins event. I've had awesome trips and memories in Vegas, um, I want to drive up to Vegas because I've never driven LA to Vegas. Let me go do that. And so I hit LA immediately, drove up to Vegas, stayed there for a few days, drove back. And then I headed east to Florida um, where I spent a couple of weeks in Florida. And then all came together with this opportunity to meet up with some great friends and clients and really who is like family now and hang out and have an amazing experience together. And it really was, I mean, it was exactly a month like to the day, like 14th of August to the 15th of September, I flew home. I actually flew home a day early on the 14th to surprise you guys. I got on an early flight to come home. And I mean, while I was there, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I could starfish in a big king-size bed. I could eat whenever I want. I ran my schedule with my clients as normal. I worked the entire time. I didn't take time off. Um, But everyone asked the question because I got so many people saying like, um, are you getting divorced? Like,
1: <laughs> how's your are you, wife okay with? Yeah, this? why are yeah.
0: you gone? Like, are things not good at home? Is this like the beginning? Are we just gonna like find out two months from now that you're you're separated or you're divorced? And it was just so funny because I'm like, no, it's so amazing how the conversations we've had since I left have been so much better. I remember getting on the plane, getting into the U.S., and I just remember calling her and saying, like, I'm good. Like, COVID wise, not. I'm crossed. I'm here. And we both just like had this huge emotional release of like, okay, the thing you wanted most has happened. And then from that moment on, I I think
1: I just knew it was going to all be better.
0: Yeah. Like we, we both decided that at that moment, that it would be better. This
1: is going to be amazing, amazing for you. And amazing for me just to know that this is happening for you,
0: but you're home. Like, let's get to the, the meat of it. (laughs) You're home with four kids three dogs, the entire house, a new landscaper because I'm home to cut the grasses. that like, and like figuring this all out during a pandemic, kids are going back to school. They need all their back to school stuff. We hadn't arranged or planned anything because I left literally a week after this idea came up. What was that like for you?
1: Um, it was fine (laughs) to be completely honest with you because um, it gave me the opportunity to create structure and schedules in the household because, um, like we've said over and over, we've just been in like lockdowns. The kids have not been in school, and they were about to start again. So it was time to recreate the structure. Right. And um, we are otherwise, when Dave is home, we are a family that – kind of lives minute by minute, I would say. Okay. We have a very hard time committing to um, things outside of ourselves just because, you know, if there's any change in Dave's schedule or if he's got some extra free time, we just... We go. We go. We're gone. We're out of the house. We are somewhere farther away. And, yeah, it's... That's probably not super healthy, but honestly, that's, I would call that our, our entrepreneur lifestyle. Yeah. We, that's, that's kind of how you have to leave or how you have to live when you had a nine to five job. It, I don't know. I, you and I have always loved chaos. That's why we have four (laughs) children and three dogs. Yeah. Um,
0: and moved 14 times in the last or 10 times in the last 14 years.
1: Yeah. Um, we, we love, we we don't love sitting still. Another reason that the last year and a half have been really difficult. Um, but it was, we love that lifestyle, but it was really important to reel it in and get things organized and the kids organized for school and create routines again. It was a good time to have a fresh start. So by not having the entrepreneur home, there was room for that. There was a way to keep that going. And to keep it going for four weeks straight was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um,
0: but I mean, we are extremely adventurous people.
1: I think we're, I was telling you this the other night we're cowboys. Like, we're a cowboy family. I will not family. argue with you. <laughs> we're a cowboy family. We cannot stay anywhere too long. We're living in our forever home right now. And we're on MLS every day like it's forever
0: home forever <laughs> home is a moving target just so we're all clear it is for yeah. like
1: we just we have wandering hearts and we never feel settled for too we, we don't like to feel settled for too long no. it means it means there's more to be done elsewhere and we got to go
0: find it which i think lends to the success of I mean, this is not the first business I've ever had. You know, we've had multiple businesses. Yes. We've done this. We've yeah. done this our entire our entire lives together. Have been some form of entrepreneurship happening mm-hmm. somewhere, um, and but that's just it. We, we even even when things look good, feel good, we're we're always. Not that we don't enjoy what we have. We certainly do. We're very
1: appreciative. Yes. And we're full
0: of gratitude for everything, all the blessings we have. And people mistake it. Like I remember going out and saying to people, like we're looking at a different house. And someone said, um, the house you're living in is most people's dream home. I'm like, yes. And I appreciate that. And I love that. And that's I get incredible. that. Incredible. Yeah. But when you achieve a dream, I think entrepreneurs always get that little spark to maybe dream a little bigger and then yeah. dream a little bigger, and then dream a little different. And that's how growth happens. Otherwise, if if every entrepreneur out there built the business they first thought of and stopped, how many businesses would not be where they are today?
1: Well, and so many people think that wanting, always wanting to grow means going straight up high. And mm-hmm. I feel like for us, we have diagonals coming out of every current point that we're in right now. Yeah. And we just... You know, right now we're talking about, you know, maybe trying out living a few different places for a few months at a time. Yeah, And I, yeah, it doesn't have to, it's not because we're looking at, you know, multi-million dollar mansions or something like what, We're not about, looking to own what real about, about a in little city. cottage in yeah. this place, and then yeah. maybe we could go and try something right in the city, and then maybe you know, like and
0: just, just with Airbnb these days. I mean, you don't even have to sell your house; you can just go exactly. for for thirty days, you sixty can days, and try experience things
1: out. Experience uh, yeah. exactly, yeah. and that's what we want is a well-rounded experience of life, and that's. That's the cowboy in us. <laughs> and, yeah. and, but that's also the entrepreneurial experience. We wouldn't feel that way if we were playing it safe with nine to five every day.
0: Right. So, um, to confirm for everybody who has been honestly asking me when this episode is coming, cause I said I would do it. Um, and we just have to, we live together, but we still have to align our schedules in the way that like four kids can be okay for, you know, an hour so we can come and record a podcast without constant interruptions. Um, And so far so good. We haven't been interrupted with anything yet, but um, we are good. We are okay. This Mm -hmm. month away was not because things are falling apart. It's just so funny where people's minds go with it.
1: No, it was, I knew that you going away would give you a chance to reset And if you had a chance to reset, then you'd be able to take the next step up and get yourself ready and hyped for seeing the people whose lives you're trying to change. And then if you can get to that space, then you can show up as an incredible coach, an incredible friend, an incredible human and make the most change possible. But it's it's a process. It's not just a switch you flick in the morning where, you know, I'm going to show up as the best Dave there is today. And it's, you got to... There gotta, is
0: no switch.
1: No, you got to <laughs> prepare yourself. And I fully understand that because... For me, it's like when somebody just shows up at the door and says, I'm going to take your kids for you for the next three hours. And you think, oh, my gosh, okay, I'm going to do all the things. And instead, you just pace for the full three hours around the house because you have no idea what to do. You're not prepared. It's not this switch you can flick. It's you have to prepare. You have to plan. You have to know everything you want to do to get to that better version of yourself, to be productive and to make the changes. And yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's exactly what it takes to grow a business, to be an entrepreneur, but there is a cost to this as well. And this is the part that I think will be harder for the two of us to talk about, but I think it's important to talk about what is it? What does it cost you to be so supportive? There's a big price tag on that
1: because we, you and I talk about this so openly it's, I can, I can just kind of point like I can put my finger on it right away now. But, um, I think to anyone else, it sounds really blunt, yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, any of my own personal success. Yeah.
0: And so I've watched over the years, you have such passion for things and I walk around saying you're an entrepreneur. I know you're an entrepreneur. I watch it every single day, how entrepreneurial you are. And even when we were about to start this podcast, I said, okay, let's talk about like what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And you're like, well, why, am why am I on this podcast? <laughs> I thought we were just talking about a month away. And I'm like, no, there's so much to talk about there because you are more entrepreneurial than anyone I've seen, but you, you support everyone else at the expense of your own success. Achieving something. yourself and you've achieved a lot for yourself. I don't want to put that down at all because I watch it, but, um, what, what do you really want out of entrepreneurship?
1: That I can't really put my finger on. That's kind of my daily struggle because I don't get that consistency of being able to figure it out. Um, I know that I want something of my own. I know that uh I it's it's got to have something a, a creative component to it. Um I think just about any business does, unless maybe you're doing data input, but that's not
0: what <laughs> So you you don't, don't want to Data input <laughs> no. agency. Okay. No.
1: Um, so, Xna on that. Yeah. Uh, I. It's funny because you probably think that with having such an amazing business coach for a husband, I would have this sorted out, but I do not because um, I'm pretty much in my own <laughs> way about that.
0: Yeah. But. But you are, like, even right now, let's just be real about it. You're very entrepreneurial. You love interior design. Mm-hmm. You have taken on our home that we bought a year or so ago now, over just over a year ago. We moved in, like, yeah. 14 months ago. Um, and you have completely redone it. Or mm-hmm. in the middle of finishing, the complete. like, we're just doing some upstairs stuff now and that, but completely redone it. And not in the way of, like, you bought some pillows and some drapes. Those happened. Many, many, many pillows. <laughs>
1: How did I know pillows have, were going to have wake
0: happened? The, the amount of out. pillows that arrive at our house on a weekly basis. Anyway, this is not sponsored by, I wouldn't <laughs> he, even say their name. He digresses. <laughs> he digresses. <laughs> oh, pillows. Listen, but, but I mean, like ripping it down to the studs and having like contractors come in, design it, like the um, kitchen. We started with a couple of. China cabinets to get more storage Mm -hmm. in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And we ended up with a complete gut pretty well of the main level and redoing everything in there. Um, And now anything that we didn't redo is on the list for this next project we're about to take on. Um, You're very entrepreneurial in that because not only did you do that and you took a budget and you have um, successfully profited in this renovation, like quite successfully where the value of the home is far and above what it should be at this point based on buying it a year ago. Um, And that's not just market. That's 100% when we had the realtor come through the design of the place. But then you took all of that and you started to build a business around it. Like this is the entrepreneur side of you, right? You built green and gray. And green and gray is all about things you love. Interior design, right? Making a home, a place that you want to be, putting your style into it, doing all these things. And you took our entire renovation and you basically made it like the pilot project for interior design for you mm-hmm. with no schooling, no background, no certifications, which always scares the crap out of you. Yeah. Right? Cause like you yeah. gotta be certified. You gotta have your paper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I am that like textbook example of um what are the things holding you back? Yeah. And it's saying that I'm I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified enough. And I I do really take, I think the qualification to heart, um, because in, in Canada, you're either an interior decorator or you're an interior designer and it is a, um, controlled space. An interior designer went to school full time, four years, um, you know, is, can, can move walls and things like that. And interior decorators are the ones who just, uh, change up the decor and things like that. And so, what I love is interior design, but I'm not going to go to school because um, I've looked into that. I've decided I do not want to go to school for the four years and and do that. But for some reason, even though I've made that decision consciously, um, I still let that hold me back.
0: Right. It's a yeah. it's a barrier that you put yeah. up, but one of the things like he, here's here's why we're going this direction or why i think we need to because one of the most important lessons i think you can learn from I was this episode say what
1: is this turning into because i'm not, feeling like no, no, like no. we're doing a little this switch a, this was not part here. Of this our, was yeah. not the plan
0: no but i think one of the most important things to understand is that if you if you are lucky enough to have someone that supports you unconditionally if you're lucky enough to have someone who will go somewhere will do something without having to understand why but just understand that it's important to you or back you on something because it means something to you, not because they have fully understand it. I think that you have to make sure that you take the time, you take the pause, you do not take it for granted, and you make sure you give back at least 100% of what they give you in every way that you can it's the only way that a relationship works it's the only way that support works no one can support someone unconditionally for long periods of time without receiving some support back because at some point they're going to start to resent the support and so you and i have played you and i have danced this dance for for many years for a long Mm -hmm. time of you know where do you need support where do i need support and all i gotta say is that i feel like um the debits and credits aren't really lining up right now in the way of like, look, you've supported me to a place where we together have built this business to massive success. Like I can honestly say we're very successful in this business. It's it's fantastic to see and to watch and we have done it together, right? No matter how you look at that. But there are other things that are important to you and we have to make sure that we, as an entrepreneur myself, I have to make sure that I give as much support back. So this is my reason for the question of like, Look, supporting people costs something. It's definitely mm-hmm. gonna cost something. And me turning around and supporting you is gonna cost me a little bit of focus and growth. And that's okay. That's a that's that's an expense I'm willing to put on my balance sheet. But um it just comes down to there are many different ways to call yourself an entrepreneur. The definition that you have probably isn't serving you well because you think an entrepreneur is what? Why, why are you uncomfortable? I mean, this is entrepreneurs only. This is what we talk about here. Why are you uncomfortable with the thought of being an entrepreneur?
1: I, it's not that I'm uncomfortable with the thought of being an entrepreneur.
0: Or sorry, calling I, yourself.
1: I, I want to be one. I feel yeah. like that's a really amazing thing to call yourself. And I I don't let myself do it yet because I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Which I think is also like one of the key parts of being an entrepreneur.
0: I was going to say, she listens to my podcast, people. So she I knows know. oh one of the goodness. key things about being an entrepreneur. Listen,
1: for everybody listening, I see what's happening here. I am not going to re-listen to this podcast because I can hear what I'm saying as I say it. And I'm a perfect client. and <laughs> I'm not trying to sell you coaching. No, no you
0: couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. You couldn't afford I couldn't, me. I couldn't afford you as a client. I probably as, can't afford as you as a client. client yeah. but, but no, the, the point of that is I want everyone out there, if you're listening to this and you have an idea, if you have a pursuit, if you are um, working and actively doing work towards something like Laura is, ladies and gentlemen, you're an entrepreneur. That's what entrepreneurs only is all about. It's, it's, yes, I believe that you really solidify your place in the entrepreneur hall of fame when you make $50,000 or more because you've created a concrete foundation around it. But there are so many entrepreneurs out there who do not have the concrete foundation, but what you're doing when you have your vision and your ideas and the things that you, you're, you're crafting that foundation. Mm-hmm. at such an important time in the business. Don't take away the fact that you are an entrepreneur. You are building to that. Now, if you do that for, if you do this work on the same foundation for years and years and years, yeah, it's it's going to feel like it's sliding away, but it's not. You could be an entrepreneur anytime you want if you're entrepreneurial. So tell us about some things that you're being entrepreneurial about right now. Uh, your mics didn't go dead. It's just a blank stare of <laughs> my wife being like, where are we going with this? Like, you don't, here's one thing that you've decided. You don't want to work with clients in design. You don't want a schedule where like a client pays you and you have to go to their home and you have to measure things and you have to take photos and you have to do this because.
1: It's it's that cowboy commitment issue right. thing. You I, can't be
0: a cowboy if I, you have in-person clients.
1: The same way that I would love nothing more than to have my own store. Yeah. I would love that. But then I could of all
0: like interior design. Like yeah, of, home of goods. All home and
1: decor and
0: small curated pieces. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's it's it's hilarious because that is one of my dreams. But I can't commit to it. Right. Because I wouldn't be able to just pick up in one week and leave with you for right. two weeks. Yep. And um I've learned that I always, always, always put my kids and you first. Yes. If the second any of you need something I will drop whatever I am doing and and run to that so it's another thing that makes it more difficult to kind of put my finger on exactly what it is I want to do um yeah so
0: but you don't want to work like you you set limitations I
1: I, I don't want to um Design other people's homes. I, but I, you can't
0: just always design ours because uh, we're going to run out of money. <laughs> That's
1: why I'm looking for a new house. Um, this is just, the real reason she supports me. Yeah, so she has
0: unlimited just, budgets for interior just design keep at home.
1: Buying houses and decorating <laughs> and pillows. Yeah,
0: oh, All the, and pillows. the
1: pillows. Well, it would just be a pillow store.
0: If you could just get sponsored by the pillow company. There you. Go. I'm not even going to say their name because I want them to sponsor the podcast first. <laughs> <laughs> Once they sponsor it, I'll happily say the name of all the beautiful, high quality, long lasting pillows that we have in our house
1: <laughs> So I, <laughs> for affordable I prices. Is, is that just, so is it creating a personal brand for myself? And then I feel, um, truthfully, I just feel kind of stuck up if that's what I'm trying to say that. I want to do because I still can't even elaborate on that too much. It just, that just sounds terrible.
0: But so what are you doing right now? Right now you are photographing evidence of all design things that you love. and I what am. You've done.
1: Yes. I'm designing and creating within our home. I'm photographing it, which is another thing I'm really enjoying. Um, and then I post it. You're building an audience. Yeah.
0: You're building engagement right now. Yeah. And you don't know what you're going to do with that.
1: No. I have no idea, but I feel like if I can just keep showing up as myself when I'm able to um, without putting the pressure of huge commitments on myself, then over time, what I will have created will prove useful for what it is I finally realize after I'm really hoping it just comes and hits me in the head that's how that As works, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. that's Just how that works. one morning you wake up. Yeah, and, wake,
0: and the business oh, fairy yes. comes and leaves the plan under your pillow yes. and takes all your fears away. Yes. And it's like the tooth fairy, but they trade your fears for a business plan. Yes.
1: That's, yeah. That that's hasn't
0: sleep. happened to you yet. Not yet. No. But you also don't sleep well. No. So maybe that's, that's why. That's
1: what we tell okay. our kids, right? Yeah. When the tooth fairy forgets like three <laughs> nights in a row to come. Shh.
0: I think our kids <laughs> might listen uh, to this. Oh, okay. Sometimes. Um. <laughs> And just joking. uh,
1: So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, again, I am (laughs) such a good client. Just do it. I, I feel like if I just figure out what it is I actually want to do, I can create the business plan. I can, I can do all of the things outside of that because I am so well versed in what needs to be done. Yeah. I I could do that in my sleep, right? Like, yeah. even when I hear you coaching or things like that, I instantly know, like, what's missing, um, where they should be, you know, where you should be yeah. uh, turning your head and, and focusing on things. Like, I know all of that stuff so, so well, so I don't know why I'm also just not a business coach with you.
0: <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. We've had... The reason we're laughing is because we've had this conversation so many times. I could stop in the middle, mid-sentence with a client. I could stop and Laura could start, and it would go the exact same way I was going. I would just ruin
1: all of your jokes. You would ruin all my jokes, yeah. And and I wouldn't have nearly as many um, stories to tell you. No,
0: people love my story. <laughs> I don't know. You guys tell me. People love my stories. They're like, I just love how you relate everything into a story. Maybe they're just being nice. And you'll get an opportunity you're gonna you're gonna meet a ton of my clients um very soon yes. in person for the first time yeah. which will be so much fun but um maybe you can find out if they really I typi-
1: do i typically ruin all of those stories he'll start to yeah. work out you, you, his you point you throw the
0: punchline yes. too quick
1: i'll go oh do you mean just like this and he'll be like yeah i was gonna like, get to that like
0: i'll start to be like back in the 20s the largest steamship ever built set sail and only the most infamous and and wealthy people got on that ship and it was supposed to be the fastest and she's like that's the titanic the one that sunk and i'm like laura i was telling <laughs> just a story let me finish. and then she's like yeah. oh sorry my bad sorry. No, my I bad just, and she she's just curious looks so good when she does one. it and i just can't be mad <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah but i think the point what I really hoped this podcast would do for people, and I think it has successfully done it at, at you know, in our real conversation, is just show, like, number one, even the people you think ha- should have it together or do have it together, don't. Like, you would, you know, a huge part of this is like, well, you guys would think that, like, oh, I just helped Laura build her business. And while I do, like, we have conversations, it doesn't instantly, like, there's no magic fix where instantly she just knows her business and I coach her through that or whatever the case like it sometimes takes time to figure shit out and that's okay the thing that that I think you're really good at is also kind of what we talk about in the mastermind but like smashing the clock like there is no clock that says you have to be successful this month Mm -hmm. or that you have to be successful this quarter or whatever the case you've now resounded to the fact where you're just going to build this thing and see what it turns into yeah and how fun and free is that to be able to do like When you just, but, but for many years you had a lot of pressure on, there was a clock. Things had to work out faster. Things had to go quicker.
1: Well, it was, I mean, if going back to when I was saying how I was like the way that I found the life coach school, it was, I was so desperate to find that identity for myself outside of being a mom. I was so worried that that's all that I was now, not not to sound like I'm ungrateful for that. It's, it's like everything that I want to be, but I'm sure any mom can understand what I'm saying where you're just like, but who am I outside of that? Because I don't, you know, if somebody asked me what my favorite color was, I'd be like, gosh, I don't, I don't, what is I don't your know. Favorite
0: color? Well,
1: I think it's blue. It should be green and gray, but it's
0: It's not green. It's not gray. I don't or know gray. why
1: that. I did that. Yeah. Anyway, um but you know, you you lose so much of yourself um unconsciously when you are busy raising humans and businesses and supporting and so focused on wanting the best for everybody. Like I'm a, I'm a i am ai am ai am definitely a really big cheerleader for people. I love supporting small businesses. I love, um, you know, I love watching you succeed, but I love watching other women succeed. I love watching your clients succeed. I'm just
0: big on female owned businesses. Let's just like, yeah, I appreciate that you said, I love watching you succeed. I know you do, but you're big on female owned businesses. You will go out of your way to support, to buy from, to whatever you can. Um, a female-owned business. You yeah, you love that.
1: I think that's really important. Yeah.
0: Which is why I, I never take offense to being like, look, we're partners in this business. Should you not be more involved? Because you're very involved in the back end of this business, which I, I just don't think everyone appreciates how much you do on the back end of this business to support and help me figure things out and get things in line and you know, the new programs we're building and stuff like that. And but content. that's our balance. I am the yeah.
1: quiet and you are the loud.
0: Yeah. Like, okay. you're,
1: you're happy to be in front I'm and I am loud. happy. Let me turn down I'm my mic a minute. Be, I'm happy to be in the back.
0: Um, but when you do take a minute and you step out front, like on this podcast, I think all the listeners would agree, like it's incredibly valuable, your voice and what you your honesty and and your rawness and what you say and what you do and where you are and your pain and your success and all of it, um, that I think a lot of people do what you do and try to convince themselves that they're good in the background or they're mm-hmm. good as a cheerleader. And I think far too many of those people, honestly, are just, um, they are inhibiting the world from knowing the true strength. They're holding their power back from what should honestly be out there in the world.
1: Oh, absolutely, and and it's it's also scary to have two people in a relationship trying to find their own way. You know, like yeah. having two entrepreneurs, like separate entrepreneurs, two because separate. I,
0: we know lots of people who are in business together. Yes, but it's very hard to find two people who are in business apart but married. Yes, that's. That's tough.
1: That is really tough. And so, you made a point earlier saying um, that a lot of people wonder how they can get their spouse on the same page with them as they're trying to be an entrepreneur. Pursue, or as, as, or pursue grow and, and grow that. and do these things. And you made a great point of saying that you need to make sure you're giving back the same amount of support as they're giving you and i think i think being an entrepreneur can be so consuming mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people might forget that part and not because you're a bad person or because you don't love your partner or but it's because of a a business is a baby yeah. always like it always needs the tending and the caring. And I mean, when I think of entrepreneur, I don't instantly think of <coughs> sorry, you having a full staff, <coughs> sorry, yeah, you having, um, a staff of people to help care for that baby yeah. while you're at home trying to be as supportive to your spouse as they've been to you. That's, that's not how it works. It's such a slippery slope it's 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 like a big skating rink
0: yeah well (laughs) we we built a seven figure business without any staff we didn't hire anyone correct in this business until like literally the week after we hit seven figures in our first year so like a million dollars in a 12-month period we then hired our first person Mm -hmm. into this business otherwise it was just you and i and Really, truly, you and I, I might, like I said, show up and do a podcast and I might show up to the calls with clients. But what people don't know is my power all comes from everything that you and I do together behind the scenes, like the conversations, the planning, the strategy, the bouncing back and forth. I think some people might be interested in, um, because we've heard your perspective, so you get to um, have your turn now on mine. Um, what's it like to coach me?
1: It's.
0: You can say I'm, difficult. I can see it in your eyes. Well,
1: it's, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's not difficult. It's tricky because I need to make sure that I'm not in the pool. I need to make sure that I'm doing this in a very, very clean way. Not um, out of fear of what it could mean with the result, not out of fear of how much time that's going to take away from the family. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I have, I, I care for the other people involved, you know, be it staff, be it clients, be it, you know, there's been a lot of really difficult decisions that have been made over the last year. And um, as your wife trying to coach you in that. And then as a business partner, trying to coach you in that it's, it's probably just as tricky as it is when you're trying to talk yourself through it. Yeah. But I do believe that it is so incredibly important to have someone to talk to yeah. and to have someone to actually coach with, because I, I can absolutely do it in a clean enough space where you're not happy at all at the end with what I've said to you but we both know that that was neutral and that has nothing to do with you know how I feel personally about anything Um, but I think we are coaching each other constantly at least every single day
0: oh absolutely there's some form of a coaching type of conversation And and we're usually pretty clear about like this is coaching now, right? Like we're going to talk, yeah. we're going to talk as a yeah, coach for a Or
1: minute. I'm just venting, do not coach me on this. Yeah. We're very, you we're, know?
0: we are very clear when we don't want yes. coaching When we just want someone to agree.
1: We can say it with our eyes. Yeah. We can say it with our voice. Yeah.
0: Can you not coach me and just agree that our son was a real ass this afternoon? <laughs> like I, I don't want to know my thoughts about it. I do. just hold my hand and tell me I'm right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but, but, and I appreciate you for not getting too real about it, but I'm, I'm difficult, I think. I'm, I'm emotional. I am... Disorganized? Disorganized. Wow, that came quick. <laughs> Loaded weapon on that one. I'm disorganized. I'm emotional. Um, I know exactly what I want, but I feel that there are 10 different ways to get there, and I have a hard time figuring out which way yes. will be the best way, even though they'll all get me there. And I um, have had in the past difficulty sticking to a decision. Yes, or committing to a decision, and so all the things. And and my only reason for bringing that up, you know, is you guys have heard the, all these episodes. I mean, we're at episode ninety something now, almost at a hundred episodes. Serious? Yeah, almost at a hundred episodes. And so you can hear me very confidently talk about entrepreneurship all the way through. But I've also been very open and honest with you guys to tell you, look, I don't, I don't always have it together. I I record these podcasts so I can listen to them. Yeah. I record these podcasts as a journal for me to remember what I have to do and what it takes to be an entrepreneur in case I'm I ever wake up and forget. And so Well and
1: it it's like they say, like you're just looking at somebody's highlight reel, right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's you have all these nuggets that you're giving out to everybody, but it's not like you have a camera following you yeah. around behind the scenes to see what actually goes on. But as entrepreneurs listening to this podcast, you know what goes on because we're all living the same chaos. You know, it's just targeted towards a different route of a business, but it's the same questioning yourself. It's the same indecision. It's the same tough choices and it doesn't get easier. Your, your, your battles just change at each level right? Yeah. Like it's, it's just a different person is a, is a different problem it now. Doesn't and it doesn't get easier though. No, it doesn't. No. And, right. and it won't. Yeah. Because
0: won't. people always, you know, I, I get like all the time. Well, once you make a million dollars, once you make a hundred K, it must be easier. Once you make a million dollars, it must be easier. Once you make 2 million, it must be easier. It's like, it's never easier. There's nothing easy about entrepreneurship. There's nothing easy about growing your business. There's a set of problems at every level Yeah, and you still have to solve them there are different problems and sometimes you can afford to get more help to solve those problems but i guarantee there's still problems and
1: you're typically a little bit wiser at each hopefully. level so hopefully so um you and and by that i don't mean it's easier to make decisions i mean you might be able to think a little bit more outside of the box yeah i feel like we're all kind of in a box at the start and it's just you're slowly at each level learning to get out of it a little bit more and a little bit more.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you guys can all tell we have a lot to talk about when it comes to entrepreneurship um, this is by far the longest episode I've ever had. My epi- no, 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 don't be <laughs> sorry. I think people are loving it and I don't think they want it to end. Um, which like is that
1: Will Ferrell moment where he's like, where he's am black I? Out. Where am I? What did I just say? <laughs> I have just, no idea what's happened. You just here, black out. You're going to have a
0: coffee in your hand in a minute and be like, what happened <laughs> have- for the last hour? Why is my coffee? Yeah. Cold?
1: <laughs> thank you for the cold yeah. coffee.
0: Um, but, um, we have obviously lots to say about entrepreneurship and lots to talk about. Um, if you enjoyed this level of maybe not length, maybe you did, um, conversation and kind of the back and forth, do me a favor and reach out and let me know. So either go on my Instagram at Dave Moreno Coaching um, or even shoot me an email. You can do it right on the website. Um, but DMing me on Instagram is the quickest way to do it. Make sure you also go follow Green and Gray um, because you can watch her entrepreneurial side as well, which is really, really um, exciting and impressive to watch as she's growing and as even her content is growing. I think it's really fun. Um, but go follow it. We'll have that in the show notes. We're going to have mine in the show notes as well. But message me and tell me if you like this kind of format of, you know, not necessarily longer conversations, but the conversations that her and I have around business and entrepreneurship because I would love to give her some evidence that it would be really cool to have her back or more regularly having this type of conversation because this is something that I've tried to get you to do for probably over a year um and it wasn't until me going away for a month that everyone thinking that there's no way your wife's cool with this that you're like maybe i should just come on and tell people i'm cool with it and yeah. tell them it's okay um so yeah this is this has been a lot of fun thank you so much for i was gonna say like coming and for like, <laughs>
1: thank you for driving me over here i was gonna say
0: <laughs> thank you yeah because you literally did i did i don't know i drove you yeah i don't even remember but we're we're 50 feet from our house because the office is so close to the house anyway we're gonna wrap this one up and and go back we have a photo a family photo show this afternoon we have four kids at home who are probably hungry for some reason even though they ate right before we did this that's how it goes Um, that's how it goes and so we got lots to go do but thank you so much for being open and allowing us not only to talk about being a month away but really i think the most important part of the this podcast was for people to hear you your voice your story and almost the ins and outs of the good, the bad, and the ugly that it comes with trying to be an entrepreneur as well. So thank you. time, Yeah. Anytime. You guys heard that. So I've recorded <laughs> anytime. Hopefully we'll have her back. Thank you everybody. Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to tell you all about how to, uh, join us if you want to learn more. See ya. Are you ready to take this one step further? Entrepreneurs only mastermind is the place. This is the time. Okay, so you just listened to this episode. You're feeling good. You're feeling energized. You're feeling ready. But what's holding you back from actually doing the work, executing on what we talked about? Imagine working with me live every week in a group of entrepreneurs just like you to discuss, dive into, and figure out the bullshit holding you back. This is the right time. Go check it out right now at www.davemoreno.ca slash mastermind. I'll see you inside.